Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Monday, June 13th, 2022. And it is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. It is Eat Flexitarian Day, Bryce. Yeah, I had to look that up. I saw that on the sheet, or I saw that on the <laughs> national holiday today, and I was like, flexitarian? What? I thought it was like flaxseed or something. I was like, flaxitarian, but it's just people who ate like a mainly plant-based diet, but also eat some meat, but not a ton of meat. So we just call those normal people. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't eat a ton of meat, that's fine, whatever. But yeah, flexitarian, I didn't know there was a name for that. So it's, it's like 80% vegetarian, 20% carnivore i guess uh i that just sort that just seems like a normal person with a little bit of a different diet than i have i don't know why they have to have a special name and a special day flexitarian i've well, never today heard is that, that day for them <laughs> i've never heard of that man because <laughs> that, uh, i am definitely the opposite i am the 80 percent carnivore 20 percent vegetarian i'm like i'm like uh 10 percent carnivore 10 percent vegetarian in 80%, is there a person that just eats carbs, like just eats bread? Because that's what I like. 80, like 80% of my diet is just bread or potatoes or some form of carb. I know that's like the complete opposite of what your diet's supposed to be, but that's like 80% of my diet. I go upstairs and just grab like two or three handfuls of bread, and like that's my that's my lunch or breakfast or something. It's like six slices of bread. Not toasted, no butter on it, no jelly. No, no peanut butter, nothing like that. Just plain, usually wheat bread, honey wheat bread from uh, Nature's Valley. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like an 80% carb guy. Man, we had a really good weekend for the Braves. Like Fantastic really weekend, good man. weekend. Braves swept the Buckos, a four-game sweep uh, this past weekend. Since June 1st, the Braves have put together 11 straight victories and 11 straight victories for the, for the first time since 1990 or excuse me since 2013 when they ran off like 13 victories yeah, I think in a row. They had 13 in a row that year yeah they've shaved off five full games from the Mets lead we are down to five and a half games um it was ten and a half so it's it's and we also a lot have better. the second wild card now, I believe, as well. Yes, uh, we with do. That, with that 11. So that, that's the, the cutting down. I, I don't want the wild card to be the Braves' high watermark or, or target because they're way better than that. But it is nice to have that as a fallback. Friday night, the Braves won 4-2. to two. Uh, Actually, Gavin and I were in the building. It was a really good game. Spencer Strider, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, eight Ks. Let's go. Bryce, I know you've seen Spencer Strider pitch on TV. Have you ever seen him pitch in person? No, I've not. 100 looks a whole lot different in person. (laughs) 
can you even see the ball when it's uh, no. in between the release no. and the catch by the catcher? <laughs> Not when he's throwing a hundred. It's unreal. And I'm sitting I, I, there like imagining. I'm imagining how the hell I would hit that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. That's how. I, that's how I would try to hit. We had a relief pitcher. Oh man, in the '90s that would used to pitch 100. Uh, and I remember going as a little kid, and like I'm like, how does anybody, has anybody hit that? How's that? How's that possible? How do people get hits off this guy? I would just stand there and be terrified that that ball is going to hit me. Yeah, it was it was unreal. And I even sat in in the outfield and was just still going, Good lord, how fast is this? P- pitch the ball. The catcher's already throwing it back to the pitcher. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson all had had an RBI. Swanson had a two two run bomb. Um, good game, four to two victory. Saturday the Braves won ten to four. Morton had six innings pitched, five hits, four er, four runs, four earned, one walk, twelve Ks. Braves were trailing four to two going into the bottom of the seventh and put up eight runs in the inning, the most runs in one inning they've scored this season. Acuna, massive, Harris, massive. Riley all had an RBI. Dansby had three RBIs, and Albies had that grand slam four RBI game. It was it was a good game for the Braves offense. The funniest thing about that inning was the the, the bases loaded single that oh man I don't remember who hit it now. It was Dansby. It was Dansby. Okay, so Dansby hit it. I believe Michael Harris was on fir- uh, second, and Acuna was on third. Uh, he was it, on was, first. it was a at first, I'm sorry. It was a it was a bloop single to the, uh, down the right field line. What maybe thirty feet beyond the infield? Just yep. a just a little bloop single, and Acuna has a massive lead. Ron Washington throws up the stop sign at third base. Acuna blows through it and scores. When's the last time you saw a bases clearing bloop single down the right field line? I mean that that exit velo is probably about forty miles an hour, maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was funny. And Dude seeing, got on his seeing Acuna just run through Washington's stop sign was kind of funny, too. And I, I love Michael Harris batting in front of him because when they get on the bases, uh, Michael Harris and Ozzy, I think, are the only two guys in the squad that can keep up with Acuna around the bases. So that, that's great that he doesn't have like an Ozuna or, or someone like that running in front of him. I love that idea by, by Snit. Gavin and I were talking about this on Friday. Having Harris at nine, nine one two right now is dangerous, especially well, the way Harris it is playing. Anymore, you know, it doesn't matter where you're. It, it matters. Uh, it matters where you're batting. It matters who's in front of you and who's behind you because Harris essentially could be one. Acuna could be two, like yeah. that. Because there's no pitcher. There's no DH anymore. You know, it's, it's it's kind of a fluid batting batting order, which which I hate, but it is what it is. So, but yeah, it's it's beautiful having Harris right in front of Acuna because that just opens up so many different opportunities for Acuna and Harris to do what they need, and it gives it gives uh, Michael Harris better pitches to look at because you know these pitchers don't want to pitch to Acuna; they'd much rather pitch to Michael Harris, which is proving uh, not too well for him. Yeah, Harris is batting around three hundred right now, which Let's I would go. be happy if he was at two twenty. You know, with his defense, I don't care yeah. what he hits. <laughs> That kid, and then, that kid can track down anything out there in center field. And then Sunday, uh, the Braves won 5-3, to three, right? Six innings pitch, five hits, three runs, three earned, two walks, and seven Ks. You got to see this game in person. 
And it looked like a really good turnout. Another 35,000 people yesterday in, in the stadium. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. The outfield was absolutely packed. And if anybody saw the stands after the probably seventh or eighth inning, uh, they probably looked very empty. I didn't realize how many kids were there to run the bases. Oh, my God. That line. <laughs> I, was, I, I, texted our, I texted our good buddy, Matt Skinner. I told him I was at the game. And I said, yeah, we're standing in line for kids to run the bases. And I think the Goodyear blimp just buzzed me. Uh, that was, uh, but yeah, packed house, man. Great weather. It was very, very warm. But listen, it's I I had probably ten or fifteen people around me complaining about the heat. It's it's the Braves game in June. What do you expect? Like, did you go out there and expect to have seventy degree weather in the shade with the wind blowing? No, it's the Braves game in June. It's gonna be ninety something with a heat index close to hundred. I mean, what the heck? What do you expect? Honestly, I always. I was in shock by the amount of people that were complaining about the heat yesterday around me. It's it's a Braves game in June. If you don't like it, go the hell home. Watch it in the air conditioning. It was it was unreal Friday night for me. The fact that like when Gavin and I got there, it was absolutely perfect. It, it was supposed to be in the mid 80s that day, but it didn't feel like it. It was overcast. It was it was a perfect night for for Braves baseball. I didn't sweat at all. Like. And that's rare for a game in June. Ooh, so yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was. I looked like I got out of a swimming pool when we went to go run the bases. <laughs> but I mean, it's a Braves game in June. It's what you expect. That's dress for it. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the. I, yeah. These uh. Yeah. But yesterday, Contreras Olson with solo shots. Uh, du- Duval with two bombs Duval. and three Jack RBIs. City, man. God, it's it's good to see him getting. Getting right. Uh, the Braves begin a three-game set with the Nationals today that are 11 and a half games uh, back of us. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, Ian Anderson on the bump tonight. Free tomorrow. Strider on Wednesday. They get the nod for the bump this series. What is that random note that you just put in? Dude, I, I saw it on a video this morning while I was sort of drinking my coffee and waking up. Uh, before 1931 in the MLB, ground rule doubles were considered home runs. So how many of Babe's home runs That's were... exactly what I was thinking. I wonder how... Now, there was all, a, most of his were before 1931, if not all. And, and there was a stipulation where like the outfield wall had to be a certain feet away from home plate or something like that for them to consider. But I mean, you got to think, there's probably at least 8 to 10 home runs that the Babe probably didn't hit that were ground rule doubles. But I saw that on a video this morning. I thought it'd be interesting to bring that up on the podcast. Ground rule doubles wow. were considered home runs. And it was, I, I don't remember what the exact feet from home plate was for the wall. It was like a short porch, long porch type deal. Uh, but yeah, yeah, some some ground rule doubles were considered home runs before 1931. <laughs> Dude, some of the old rules for baseball are absolutely insane if anybody's bored and wants to go look them up. Go look up rules before 1900. 1800 baseball was the Wild West. It was nuts. All right, Bryce. You've got the AFC South starting up today. What you got? Yeah, we got the Texans and the Colts today. Let's go ahead and start off with the Texans. They are still trying to figure out life without Deshaun Watson. Could be a long road, but I think they have a lot of places or a lot of pieces in place to rebuild. I think they have some good young stars. They're not going to be good this year if you're a Texans fan, so have zero hope about that. But three or four years down the road, they have some guys in place that could come uh, and, and blossom in that organization. Davis Mills is the field general once again and will helm the NFL's worst offense, which put up only 278 yards per game last year. I mean, that is that's 
that's almost as bad as the Falcons' defensive sack numbers last year. I mean, that's just super, super miserable. Uh, Why Marlon, are you gonna throw the Falcons under the bus with everything? I'm, I'm just saying, hey, that's hey. The Falcons did a lot with a little. And listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna heap quite a bit of praise on the Falcons when I do their preview. We'll get to that. But the the yards per game last year for the Texans were as depressing as the Falcons' sack numbers. I'm just saying, give you a little you know comparison. Marlon Mack will be their RB one. Brandon Cooks Who? and John. <laughs> the old the old running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Do you remember him, Marlon Mack? No. <laughs> Brandon Cook and John Mechie will try to provide some downfield playmaking for Davis Mills. I mean, Billy, this this roster, this depth chart, it's, it's just not good, man. It's just not good. The defense will look to be a bit more stout this year and improve on their NFL's second worst defense and all of the NFL giving up 384 yards per game. It's almost 400 yards per game. That's miserable. Hopefully the additions of Derek Stingley, Jalen Peter, and Christian Harris will help. They got all those guys in the draft. Derek Stingley, Stingley from uh, LSU, great cornerback, and, and Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. They need a lot of help on the defensive side to be slightly successful this year, which I don't think they will get and I don't think they will be. The Texans have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL, uh, so that's good for them. Unfortunately, the roster still sucks. They're 28th in the power rankings, and I predict them to go 2-15. and 15. They actually have the Texans ranked above the Falcons this year in the power rankings, which I will argue with when we do the Falcons preview, but I don't agree with that. I think, I, I think the Texans are the second-worst team in the NFL this year. With that Moving. kind of names, like with the offense, you're talking about David Mills, and most people are going to most people who are not NFL fans are going to be like, "Who the hell is David Mills?" He's and then when you say son. Marlon, and then when you say Marlon Mack, and then I, I remember Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks was more or less like a third a third wide receiver. John Mechie, him when he was in New Orleans, right? I mean, and that was yeah, that was a minute ago too. Yeah. So I mean, it's just. That's just weird. But, yeah, it's yeah. it's they got a lot from the Deshaun Watson trade as well. So it's man, it's a team. It's it's going to be two or three years of rebuilding. It's going to be some dark days for Texans fans. But luckily, there's only about six of them in the entire world. So it's not that bad. <laughs> anybody who's anybody that lives in Texas roots for the Cowboys. Let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts, who are probably the most disappointing team of last year. They look to move on from two sprains uh, with the addition of veteran quarterback Matt Ryan which I think, I, I cannot tell you guys how much I love this move that the Colts made. There is not a single team in the NFL, in my opinion, that is a better fit for Matt Ryan than the Colts are. Uh, I believe the Colts are in a win now just because of the way the roster is built around him. They, they have the best offensive line in the game, and they have the best running back in the game, so I think that bodes well for Matt Ryan. It's going to be a breath of fresh air after last year for him. The Colts last year, Billy? First ever NFL team to have eight or more pro bowlers and miss the playoffs. First time ever. Good Lord. <laughs> that is bad. They were knocked out by the Jacksonville Chop House Jaguars last year in the season finale uh, in what was one of the greatest days of, I guess it's not radio, but whatever Pat McAfee does, podcast, show, whatever, uh, the day after that when he came on and everybody was sending him clown emojis, which was absolutely just Fantastic! It was one of the best episodes I've ever seen of the Pat McAfee Show, and if you hadn't seen it, I encourage you to go back and watch it because it is hilarious. Pat is pissed off the entire time, and it's great. Um, can Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Naheem Hines carry the load? I think they can. I think JTT 
is the best running back in the NFL. He was the best running back last year. The Colts finished second in rushing yards per game, and I think that tandem is going to provide a, a fantastic safety net for Matt Ryan in that offense. The big question is, who's Matt Ryan going to throw to? Because his weapons, while they are nice, they're not big names, and there's nobody that's really going to take the top off the defense. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. Now, Michael Pittman is a good wide receiver, very good wide receiver. Alec Pierce, he'll be a fine third option slot guy. Paris Campbell, when healthy, can be one of the fastest guys on the field, but he has struggled with injury, and so has Michael Pittman, honestly. So those are going to be the three main targets for Matt Ryan. I don't know. I don't know if that's. Honestly, a, I don't a, think you need to targets. take it. Take the top off with with this offense because you really, are, especially with Matt, you don't need that. You just need to get some slot guys. Paris Campbell will be fine. Michael Pittman will be fine too. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Just get some some yardage. You don't need to take the top off of of any defense with the with the JTT. Uh, offense that they have in Indy. And I think the biggest question is, can those two guys stay healthy? Because we've seen over their career, they haven't been able to do that, at least in the NFL. Paris Campbell never had injury problems that I can remember, Billy, in college. I don't remember Paris Campbell getting hurt at Ohio State. No, not at all. So, if they stay healthy, I think this is a really good team. That wide receiver core, there's no big names there, but it's good enough. And I mean, you know, we kind of saw Denver do it with uh, Peyton Manning a couple years ago, where Peyton Manning couldn't throw it more than 15 yards down the field and then won a Super Bowl, so it's possible. Indy's defense, which was a top-five scoring defense in the AFC last year, looks to build again around the NFL's young budding star in Darius Leonard. He, I would argue he is a top-five defensive player in the NFL, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He's fantastic, has surgery this year, uh, should be a little bit more free-moving. He did have some uh, pain last year, but he got a surgery to clear that up. Great defense around Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is a fantastic player. The Colts have the third hardest schedule in the NFL. They're 14th in the power rankings right now, and I predict they will go 10-7, and but they will make the playoffs. I think they win that division this year at 10-7. I think so, too. I mean, who's really going to challenge them in that The Titans in that is division. all. And, I mean, we, we, we don't even know who's going to start a quarterback for the Titans now. There is a no. quarterback controversy, controversy in Tennessee, and – I, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars won't. The Jacksonville Jaguars will compete with the Houston Texans for the number one pick again this year. So, I think the I think the Colts win it, uh, ten and seven. I think is a conservative mark. I, I believe they could win twelve games, but I think ten and ten and seven is a conservative uh, schedule there for, or record for the Colts. Speaking of the Jaguars, just really quick, I saw this note yesterday. Doug Peterson is allowing some certain veter, veterans not to show up to OTAs. Just. The mandatory OTAs. Yeah. Like, that's no, fine. Just, Dude, that's fine. They're, the Jaguars are a storied franchise with with a ton of success and you know great head coach with a lot of pedigree. That's fine. You know they sh- you show up when you want to. Stupid, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from Friday night. The NBA playoffs. Game four. Warriors defeat the Celtics one hundred seven ninety seven. That series is now tied two games apiece. Uh, it's a three game set now. You know. And who whoever wins yeah. that three game set is is yeah, who's I, might, I might I might tune in now, Billy. I, dude, these games start so late I, though, and like I'm trying to stay up and watch the Braves and the the battle for Lordo's about to start. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, dude, I want to be excited. I love the NBA. I love basketball, but it's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch right now. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I can't. I can't. I still haven't watched a single second. Like I was, I was talking with uh, Judah White yesterday, and I was like, I haven't watched a single second of the NBA Finals. Yeah, I just I, don't I've care. watched maybe over the first four games. I've watched a total of a quarter. You know, just the minutes that I've watched, maybe it's added up to a quarter. But this, I've watched way more, way more hockey, way more hockey. However, on Saturday, I did watch all of this game. Uh, <laughs> this game was awesome. <laughs> Two to one was the final score. Uh, Lightning defeat the Rangers. Tampa Bay wins the series four games to two. They move on to face the uh, Colorado Avalanche, the which is going to be a fantastic series. I cannot wait. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be great. Because honestly, here's the thing: like, you need goaltending right now, and and. The NHL playoffs is built off of goaltending. Whoever has the hot goalie is going to be huge. And right now, Colorado's goaltending is injured. And Uh-oh. that is not ideal. That's so, not good. <laughs> Vassy, Vassy looked stupid good on uh, on Saturday night. Like, Vasilevsky, he looked amazing. So, I'm... I don't know well, how to predict the series just yet. We'll have to find out a little bit more about the injuries to Colorado, but man. I'll tell you what Vegas thinks of it right now. Colorado, before Tampa Bay clinched, was a minus 220 to win uh, to win Lordo. Uh, they are now minus 180. Uh, Tampa Bay is at a plus 155, so that is not far from a pick em. I believe I got Tampa Bay to win Lordo at plus 280 or around plus 300. Um, FanDuel app's not working right now. But anyways, that that tells you that they they think highly. Uh, Vegas thinks highly of Tampa Bay because I mean that's that's almost a that's almost a pick'em game. So I can't wait to watch the Boulders versus the Thundercats this this week. Uh, the battle for Lorda. I'm I'm excited and game one is on Wednesday. Wednesday. So. Uh, games and events tonight, the NBA playoffs, Game 5, Celtics at Warriors, uh, 9 p.m. Oh Golden my State's God. a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This game's not going to end until after midnight. No. I, again, I have no interest. I don't have much to do tonight. I might flip back and forth. It depends on what's going on with the Braves game. If the Braves game is a close game, I won't flip off of it. But if it's if we have it in the bag before the fifth inning, you know, maybe I'll flip over and try to catch a little bit of this. But just, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hate. I hate how little I care about it this year. Kind of sucks. All right, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee. It's a Monday, dude. Of course I do. All right, let's get to another cup. So this one I didn't put on the sheet because I wanted to surprise you. This I saw this yesterday surprise. and it cracked me up. Um, so did you hear what happened with? with Joe Madden in Anaheim. Yeah, I just saw it this morning, actually. I just saw the tweet this morning. So, <laughs> Joe Madden, the day he came in to get fired, decided that he was going to shake things up and he was going to walk into the clubhouse with a freaking mohawk <laughs> to, like, show his players. And he walks in and they fire him. So his players never saw it. So he got fired, and he has a mohawk. Oh my god, that was! I saw that story. They're like, "Yeah, Joe Madden got a mohawk, and then he was fired before his players even got to see the mohawk." And I was like, "That is, 
one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Can you <laughs> can you imagine walking around and having to explain that if you're Joe Madden? Dude, Joe, Joe, dude, why you got a mohawk? I, oh, I got it to encourage my players to try to break oh, the losing streak. God. Oh, man, that's a, that's a great idea, dude. When did you get it? Like four or five games into it? No, I got it right after uh, the losing streak ended. I actually got it before I got fired. I walked in, got fired. The team never saw it. That is a yeah. fantastic story. <laughs> Absolutely love that. That is so great. I was crying laughing this morning when I saw it at like 5 a.m. All right, Charles Wurzel uh, won the inaugural London Invitational on the Live Tour this weekend. Did you watch any more after uh, Thursday? No, I watched Thursdays. I, I, I might have watched maybe 10 minutes on Friday. Uh, I did watch maybe five minutes on Saturday. I wasn't really interested. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Schwartzel wins the inaugural London Invitational, so there it, you go. It wasn't it wasn't terrible on Friday and Saturday. wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I think it's a I think it's a tour that could be here to stay. They fixed a couple things. I don't think it's unfixable. I don't think it's completely broken, but they did have a lot of sort of first day errors, in my opinion. Uh, Rory McIlroy wins the Canadian Open. Let's uh, go, Rory. On honestly, he looked good. Um, it was, what, 19 under, I think? So. Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, I know he beat uh, Finau by two strokes. Good for Rory. Yep, Finally, you know, under. everybody leaves and he, he gets a victory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ni- 19 under, beat Tony Finau by two strokes. And where do they go this weekend, Billy? Do you, is, this, this, is this weekend the U.S. This Open? This is the U.S. Open. Yep. Let's go. At the uh, golf course that they filmed, or not that they filmed, but the events of the greatest game ever played, the Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever yeah. seen that, that that tournament happened at the course they're playing at this weekend. It's called The Country Club in uh, Massachusetts. So pretty excited about that, man. Pretty excited about that. Daniel Suarez wins at Sonoma. He becomes the first Mexican-born born driver to win a cup race. So congratulations yeah, let's go to Daniel. Suarez. Good job. He got a little bit of uh, extracurricular racing, I suppose, in the truck series because Carson Hosovar broke his leg last week, came out one pole, uh, spun his truck on the end lap, and had to start from the back of the field. And Carson Hosovar made it like 10 or 15 laps, and then uh, Daniel Suarez came in and did the driver swap for him. So got a couple extra laps in the truck series, and it looks like it paid off for him. Got the cup win on Sunday. Four-star offensive lineman Joshua Miller is apparently flipping from Penn State to UGA. Yep. Uh, Life Christian Academy uh, kid out of Virginia. Big commit. Committed last December to Penn State and he's flipping over to uh, Georgia now it looks like. They haven't made, a, haven't made it official yet but it does look like he'll be flipping over to Georgia. Man, Kirby Smart just keeps racking up the recruits. That dude is doing an insanely great job of recruiting at Georgia. Yeah. He's he's ridiculously good at Georgia for sure as far as recruiting is concerned Uh, and finally today in 1947 the first ever night game at historic Fenway Park the Sox end up winning beating the White White Sox uh, 5-3 that's pretty cool I'd love to go there man I've never seen a game there it's like one of my bucket list places that and Wrigley Fenway and Wrigley yep yeah bucket list bucket list type places to go I'd love to go there yeah, I, I talk. Uh, we had a, a couple that sat behind Gavin and I on on Friday, and they were from Chicago. And she, 
she was like, I can't get over the fact that this place looks bigger than Wrigley and we have more people. Like, it's 41,000 is capacity. It's like, is, is, is a sellout at, at Truist. And, and I think that's more at Wrigley. And she goes, this place looks so much bigger than Wrigley. And it's, you know, they have a bigger capacity as far as people are concerned. Yeah, it's a, it's a difference in it's the way stadiums are being designed now. New stadiums aren't being built as these massive cathedrals like they were, I guess, not necessarily when Wrigley was built, because that was a long, long time ago. But these stadium, the new stadiums they're starting to build are not going to be these massive pack 100,000 people into the smallest area possibly can type buildings. They're, you know, 20, especially in baseball, 20, 30,000 seats and then a bunch of suites. Uh, we see that even in football now with the way the Washington Commies want their new stadium set up. I think that's only going to be like 55,000 people and then a ton of corporate suit suites that no one will sit in. But right. I'd love to go to Wrigley, man. Sit in the outfield at Wrigley. Oh, man, that's bucket list. Bucket list is sit, sit in the outfield at Wrigley and then sit at the Green Monster in, in uh, Fenway. I, I honestly would sit anywhere at Fenway. Oh, I, I would I wanna, too. I mean, I, don't, don't get me wrong. If you gave me a if you gave me a me, seat, I don't care where you it was at. I'd sit there. Let but, me sit down the right field line at Pesky's Pole. Let me sit at uh, the the red the one red seat in um, Ted Williams in home right run center seat. field. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. I'd, try, I would sit anywhere. But if I'm if I'm gonna go to Fenway, and I'm gonna plan a trip to it. I'm gonna splurge and I'm getting tickets in the Green Monster. Yeah, not a bad idea. You got anything else for us today, buddy? Nah, man, I'm good. Hey, everybody, uh, everybody hydrate. If you're going to be outside today, please, please hydrate. Um, it's going to be a hot one out there. We had a couple kids this weekend at a tournament I was at get a little get a little too hot, overheated, had to come into the dugout and get some ice assistance. Uh, please, please hydrate if you're going to be outside for, you know, any amount of time today. It's going to be a hot one. The heat index is supposed to get up to like 108 or 109 today. So uh, if you want to see a show, I'll be out front probably suntanning today in my nice banana hammock. So, you know, there, there's that. But, uh if you're going to be outside doing anything, yeah, just hydrate. No rain. woo All right. For Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. We will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place.